You're listening to the Growth Experts Podcast. So if you're looking to 10X your business by learning proven growth strategies, you're in the right place. During my interviews with top CEOs, entrepreneurs, and marketers, I dig deep to uncover the real strategies, hacks, and tools to help you achieve your goals. And I'm your host, Dennis Brown. Hey, everybody. If you're interested in learning how to leverage LinkedIn for your business, this episode is sponsored by my book, The Seven Habits of Highly Successful LinkedIn Users. To get your free copy, just send a text to 44222 with the word seven habits. That's the number seven habits to 44222. Now let's get on with the show. Hey, welcome back, everybody. And today we have yet another amazing guest. His name is Volva Tess, and he's a 17-year-old entrepreneur who was able to build a six-figure e-commerce business while still in high school. He's also a social media influencer and speaker. Volva's created multiple online businesses that range from making anywhere from multiple five figures to six figures, and we're going to talk about that today, so I'm excited to have you on the show. Welcome, Volva. Glad to be here. Yeah, thank you for joining me. You're in New York City. I'm in Buffalo. So a little colder up here, but you're you're um, living down in New York City. So that's interesting. That's a whole separate story in itself. But today we're gonna have you share with us, uh, you know, this how you were able to build a six figure e commerce store while still being in high school. I mean, you're juggling a lot of things. You've got your you know your schoolwork and personal, and you've got this business. You've got multiple businesses you're running. So we're gonna we're gonna kind of unpack that. But before we do that, you know. Give us a quick backstory, you know, just a minute or two on how you, how and why you decided to become an entrepreneur. Can you share that with us a little bit? Yeah. So honestly, from a young age, I've always had entrepreneurship tendencies, I like to call it. So at about 10 years old, I sold anything and everything in my house on eBay that was worth anywhere, anything over like 20 bucks, textbook, old textbooks, video games that I didn't play anymore. Literally anything that I could get my hands on, I would sell candy at school, man. Cook like the you know the cookies, like walking around, man. Everything. Um, let's fast forward a little bit to 13 years old, where I loved playing video games. So on the PS PlayStation and all that. So I played there, but I felt like I was wasting my time. I loved it. I loved playing video games with my friends, but I did feel like I was wasting my time. So I was like, hey, why not make some money off this? Let's make it into a business. So I started a YouTube channel. From there, I got thousands, then to tens of thousands and to hundreds of thousands of views on my YouTube videos. That channel is down now. It was a gaming channel. I used to play Call of Duty and NBA 2K. And I made like, I say in all like $5,000 just posting YouTube videos over the course of like two years. From 13 to 15 years old, $5,000 is a lot, was a lot of money to me at the time. And yeah. That's my upbringing, I guess. Um, both my parents are immigrants from Ukraine. They both came here at like 33 years old, 32, something like that. So didn't speak English at all and came to a new country. So I guess I got that immigrant hard work in me. Yeah, very cool. So from an early age, you had these entrepreneurial ideas and thoughts and you know, and you were willing to try some stuff and you started making a little bit of money. And then- how did you convert into more e-commerce? How did that happen? Yeah, so made my first dollar online, probably from eBay, then YouTube, and now let's go into Shopify. So there's this, if anybody knows who Ty Lopez is, he's a social media guru. 
probably seen his ads everywhere. I got hit with his ads. He spends like millions of dollars on ads. I was going to get hit with his ads eventually. I clicked on one of his ads. So what, how Facebook and Instagram work, if you click on an ad, let's say it's about entrepreneurship, you're going to get hit with more entrepreneurship ads, which is exactly what happened. So there's this business model called dropshipping, where you take products from AliExpress, which is a Chinese supplier. You put it onto your Shopify store, which is your own online business. And a, two, three great examples of big Shopify stores, Kylie Cosmetics by Kylie Jenner, Fashion Nova, and um, Kith, three of the biggest Shopify websites. It's an online business and you put products from China onto your Shopify store. Use social media, use Facebook and Instagram advertising to sell your products and then you make a profit off that. And that's how I got introduced to that business model. And I saw ads of kids my age, 16 at the time, and even younger than me, 15 year olds making like tens of thousands of dollars online. I'm like, what is this? Like, I need to get into this. So I did. Very cool. So so you saw some other people doing it. It got your juices flowing and you say, hey, listen, I'm going to figure this out. So tell me about the first store that you put up or the first product that you put out there. I mean, what did that look like? Did, did it flop or was it an overnight success? How did that look? <laughs> complete failure. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> complete failure. And the first probably 10 were complete failures. I kept trying, kept trying. I was just basing my knowledge off YouTube videos. And then, so I started in about February, 2018. And then about August 28th, in the summer, this past summer, August 2018, it actually started becoming successful. So quick little story. So I used to be a lifeguard during the summer, just trying to get some cash flow to put back into my business. And that I was trying at the time, it wasn't successful. And I used to work in a basement as a lifeguard. And that basement had no service. And I used to download YouTube videos on it, on dropshipping and entrepreneurship and used to watch it in that basement. So it was a super, I'm really thankful for that. It was such a boring job. I started, I even bought my first book. I've never bought a book in my life that I actually read full through. It was How to Win Friends and Influence People by Dale Carnegie. Man, I hate reading books. And it was just because I never read a book that I was interested in. When you actually buy your first book that you're interested in, it's just changed the world for me. Now I read almost on a daily basis. But yeah, back to my first story, complete failure. Didn't know what I was doing when I actually started investing in courses and mentoring from other people who were successful in the industry. That's when the success started to come. So give us an example of some of the products that flopped. I mean, you know, we'd love to hear those. I mean, what were they and why did you choose those products? Yeah. So then I'll tell you the most successful product that probably everyone here knows. It was the fidget spinner. And that was about like two or three years ago that really popped off and people made millions of dollars through fidgets, through selling fidget spinners online. So that's probably a main product everyone knows. The first product I thought, which I thought was a great idea at the time, I Marvel Infinity War Avengers came out during the week that I started. I was like, you know what? I'm going to make a Marvel Avengers merch store. Complete flop. I paid influencers anywhere ranging from 50 to 500,000 followers on Instagram to post my brand. And uh, I did make a sale. I did make a sale. So I was like, wow, I actually made money. I didn't make profit, but I actually made a sale. So I know this is possible. I just got to get what's right. So it was always in the back of my mind that it worked and I never gave up. Cool. All right. So we talked about some of those failures. Talk to us about how, what was the difference or how did you approach the business or what was the process? How was it different when you finally started seeing some success from when you first started? I guess guess the question is, what did you learn and how did you apply it to turn it into a six-figure business? Courses, man. 
so YouTube videos were not enough and I was not fully into it because I didn't put money on the line. I did through shout outs and stuff, but I didn't, I didn't fully go into the information. So when you invest in yourself and you pay for videos or coaching from a mentor or anything like that, you're sacrificing something in yourself. So you are more inclined to process and apply the information given. So I finally, I was always against buying, investing in myself. Never did. Bought my first course and it completely taught me Facebook ads. I had it, the basic knowledge from YouTube, but that was not enough. And then I went into the course, learned a lot of information, applied it, still didn't work because it is, it's not, it's not something that you just, even if you do it completely right, it's not something that just works off one try. You got to keep applying the information and you have, it's just consistency. More products you test, it's a numbers game. The more products you test, the more likely you are that one makes you a lot of money. So you just mentioned something really interesting about how you started investing in yourself, right? And so, you know, you said it didn't really make sense to you until you put some money in the game, right? And I call that having skin in the game, right? If you got your own money in the deal, it's like investing in your own business, your own cash flow. You know, it's a huge difference. Number one, you know, you're much more likely to take that course or listen to the information because you actually got skin in the game versus a bunch of free videos that you can get on YouTube. You're going to spend a lot more time and energy, you know, trying to make it work. And then the second part of it was, you, you know, you picked up skills that you didn't know prior to that, or you thought you knew, but you didn't really know, which was like Facebook ads. That's probably one of the skills that helped you the most, right? Because that's really one of the driving factors on how you drive traffic to the stores is Facebook ads. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's the number one and the only now the way I drive traffic. Perfect. Okay, cool. So let's talk a little bit about how you are driving traffic, right? So you're using Facebook ads and, you know, there's a bunch of different ways to drive traffic with Facebook ads, right? I mean, you can just have a, you could have some sort of a video talking about your product or testimonials. You can have content that's related to your videos. What have you found to be the strategy that's worked best for you? What type of campaign do you see driving the most traffic with the most ROI? Yeah, so there's definitely a lot of strategies out there. A lot of people. So the great thing about dropshipping, when somebody buys something from your store, you're sending it from AliExpress to the customer's address. So you actually never ordered the product yourself. So I've sold like, let's say 3000 units of a necklace, but I've never even seen the necklace in real life. So what I did to um, create the video, you could actually just steal other people's videos that are doing it already. So you're not creating anything new. You're actually, you could steal videos or you could hire video content makers to make it for you for a very cheap, it's like 20 bucks a video where you send them the link of the product, they scour the internet and put together a collage, or you could actually send it to them, they'll make a video in person. Maybe if your product, let's give an example, a necklace or something, you could pay a model or something to to do a picture of it or maybe an influencer shout out. Maybe that model has, or that influencer has 500,000 followers on Instagram. You pay her a flat fee, whatever you guys agree on. She posts it and you make profit, anything like that. So you talked about two different strategies, right? Facebook ads with where you're using maybe video or different types of content. And then you're talking about influencers, right? How much of, I mean, I guess what is your, where does your strategy lie more? Is it more on the influencer component or is it in actual putting together highly targeted and, you know, Facebook ads that are focused on a specific, specific content, specific niche and all the 
all the different layers of complexity that Facebook allows you to do in targeting? So I started off doing influencers just because it was so much simpler. I did not under Facebook ads is a real skill. And if you're going into it with no knowledge, you are going to lose your money 100,000%. I didn't have any knowledge on it. And influencers, you make a, it's very simple. You pay someone, they post it, voila, another day. But Facebook ads is a whole thing. So now, strictly Facebook ads for the sole reason that Facebook ads is a consistent way for consistent income. An influencer posts something one day, it's probably not going to do well the second time they post it. Like, no way. It's, it's like a one-time thing and it's inconsistent. One day you might make $10,000, but the next day it might be zero. But with Facebook ads, it's not like that. It's not like one day you make 10000 and the next day it's zero. So, yeah. Gotcha. Okay. So what are some of the products that you see doing well today, right? Maybe not necessarily, I don't know if you want to talk about your products or whether your products in general. Yeah. What, are, what are some products that you think do really well on Shopify like today, where we are today? Yeah. Seasonal products. If Let's give a today example. Mother's Day is coming around. Um, you could do a product around that. Summer is coming around. Bikinis do well every single summer. Every single summer. You build a brand around a bikini and pay influencers to do it, they'll probably lose money in the beginning, but it'll way, make you way more money in the long run. But start early because the shipping times from AliExpress are horrendous. They're like 30 days from China. So start early. If you want to do Mother's Day, do it now. If you want to do summer, start in like April, which is probably when this episode is going to be up. So start now. Other products that do well. So you Valentine's Day products. If anybody has seen the Rose Bear, um, which was very, very trendy during Valentine's Day, a lot of people made a lot of money off that. That is a trendy product. Products that solve problems. That's probably the ones you should look most for. You should fit these three criteria or these two criteria. Products that solve problems and products that you can't just walk into your local Walmart and buy. Interesting. Okay. So you talked about seasonal products, right? I'm, my question to you is, if you're building this business around seasonal products, is it something that you're just designing it knowing that you know it's only going to produce on Mother's Day, but every year Mother's Day, you're going to ramp it up and promote it? And then when it's non-season, you know, when it's not the Mother's Day season, you're just going to let it sit there and not really generate a whole lot of revenue. Do you set up these separate stores or separate brands for each of these different niches? Or does it all run through one primary store? How does that work? Yeah. So definitely you don't want to be selling Mother's Day items and bikini products on the same website. So different stores. Yeah. You're, to answer your question with the seasonal products, 100%. That's why most people don't actually like it, but it's a very good short-term income that really pops off. Yeah. After Valentine's Day, that product won't sell. 100, it just won't. Yeah. Until um, the next year, right? I mean, yeah, until right? you know, a couple of weeks. Or, that product oh. is still in trend, right? So the Rose Bear, it might come back next year. It might not. Maybe nobody will want it next year. Nobody really knows until next year. It is a risk. So just like everything is. And that's why people build products that aren't seasonal. But that's why you like to have a mixture of both. It's not long lasting, which I don't like. And that's why I don't do much of it, but it's a very good short-term income stream. Yeah. It might be a good way to get your feet wet, right? hundred percent. Yeah. And it's probably the easiest if you're starting out. Right. So now you focus more on products that are a little bit more evergreen and that have yeah. a little bit more of a shelf life, right? Yeah. And so here's my question to you. Here's an interesting thing. It's a little bit of a tangent. 
you know, with Amazon being the giant that it is, right, and offering almost everything under the sun through Amazon, right? Either you get it direct fulfilled by Amazon or somebody's selling it, right? And the fact that they have two-day shipping to like anywhere, right? A lot of times for free because of Prime. How can you doing, how can the the Shopify stores doing this dropship method from China, when you have a 30-day lead time, isn't that a little bit too much friction? Does that cause a lot of friction with your buyers? Because ultimately, I mean, when I'm, I'm used to buying stuff now, I go online, bing, bang, boom, I get it in two or three days. If you got to make me wait 30 days, man, oh man, that's a tough, that's a tough nut to crack. Yeah. A hundred percent. Um, there are ways to get around that. If your product is trendy, which this is a risk, you could send it to United, uh, us fulfillment center and they store your products. It is a little bit more money, but it's definitely good for building a brand. And then it cuts down to like seven days. The thing with Amazon and Shopify, which are very different. So with Amazon, Amazon, the way people buy on Amazon, you don't see ads for Amazon. You go on Amazon, you search for what you want, and then you see it, and then you buy it. With Shopify and Facebook ads, you're scrolling through Instagram and Facebook, and you're like, oh my God, I, want, I need this now. And then you create scarcity on your website. So you ever go on a website that says, hurry, only six left. You have 10 minutes to check out for this sale, blah, 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 all that BS. It is all BS, but it works. It's creating scarcity. And the way people buy on Amazon is, is a search, Amazon's a search engine, more search engine driven. Shopify is more of an impulse buy that people see it scrolling through their feet. So when people are buying on Shopify, they don't know they need that necklace. But on Amazon, they know exactly what, they're, what they want when they search up um, what they want. Right. So it's much more of an impulse buy. So people are more likely because it wasn't something that was on there. Hey, I got to get this list. You know, they're willing to wait a few weeks or a month. Yeah. So they won't, they, most of the time they won't even um, attempt to search it on Amazon to see if they could find the same thing. They would just see it on your website and, and just think, wow, I like need this. Like now I'm going to order it. Right. And typically these products you're probably talking, I see a lot of these products range anywhere from 10 to 20 to 30 to maybe 50 bucks. They're not typically not larger dollar values. Is that true? Are they typically smaller dollar values? That's what the majority of people do. But the real money is in the more um, expensive items that you could find on Express. Let's say an item's like 50 bucks. You could definitely sell that anywhere from 150 to $200. So it definitely does depend. But the little things are the more a good way to start off, I would say. But you'll make more money off high ticket. Gotcha. Okay. Cool. All right. So, what else do you want to add about about you know the why you were able to build this six figure e commerce business? I mean, is there anything else you want to share? Anything else you want to touch on? Anything else you think was really important and instrumental to allowing you to get here so quickly? Consistency, man. I started off and. Forgot to mention this. I probably wasted, I mentioned like I had like 10 stores fail. Over those 10 stores, I probably lost like $3,000 in all just testing stuff. And that was off my job, off my YouTube money that came in like 100 bucks a month, 200 bucks a month, birthday money, just anything I had, I used for my business. All my friends spend money going out and most people do too. 99% of Americans or whatever, or people waste their money on just not smart, not smartly or whatever. I put it back into a business and I knew, yeah, you might have this um, 
nice $500 t-shirt now, but I'll have 10 of them after I invest into some Facebook ads. Right. So you realize that consistency and testing and investing in your business, thinking long-term, not thinking about tomorrow or the next day, but thinking about next year and the year after, you had the faith to know that that was going to pay off long-term. And you stuck with it long enough to start seeing a little bit of success, which helped to breed success, which helped make you a little bit more money so you could do more testing. And now you're here where you have a strategy and a method and an entire process for finding and testing products using Facebook and influencers and and every other resource that you've acquired. 100%. Yes, sir. Perfect. Awesome. Love it. All right, cool. So what's the future look like for Vova? What's the future look like for your business? I mean, do you see yourself building a big e-commerce brand, more doing, you know, private label stuff? Are you migrating? What direction are you migrating? What are you looking to do in the future? Definitely want to build some long-term um, sustainable brands, a couple of big brands that are out there. Like there, there are a bunch of jewelry brands on Shopify that literally take products from AliExpress, put the same thing on their website for more. I want to private label 100%. So custom packaging, all that, get into that more long-term business. I'm looking at, I just, um, more, pro, more passive income streams. Nothing's truly passive, but I'm looking into real estate right now. There's a lot of businesses out there and personal branding is probably the best decision I've ever made. So if anybody out there, whatever business you're in, you could personal brand for it and you can make money off that. So I'm speaking at events now on April 14th in, in Long Island. It's going to be NetCon. It's going to be all types of way to make money online. And I would have never gotten the chance to speak there if I wasn't branding myself on Instagram. Love it. Perfect. Well, listen, I'm going to ask you one question and then we're going to close it out for today. Do it rapid fire if you could. What's your favorite growth tool or software? What's what's something, what's some technology that you're using that is your your absolute go-to for helping you grow your business? Facebook ads. It is Facebook ads. It is paid, but the results are insane. I'd recommend story ads as of 2019. They're doing very well, a lot better than post ads statistically. And just make a video of yourself saying what you do and why people should follow you, what value you bring to the market and how you could help them and tell people to swipe up and follow you or DM you so you could sell them on your service or whatever. You can make one, a lot of money and two, get a lot of followers. And that's exactly what I do. (laughs) So Facebook ads is paid, but it's worth it. Perfect. Awesome. Well, listen, let everybody know how they can connect with you, learn a little bit more about what you're doing, and then we'll wrap it up for today. Yeah. So you can find me on Instagram at Vovatess, V-O-V-A-T-E-S-S. I just started my own podcast. It's called the Future Leaders Podcast. If you just type in my name, Vovatess, V-O-V-A-T-E-S-S, on uh, Apple Podcasts, it should come right up. Awesome. Hey, listen, congratulations, Vova. I'm excited to kind of follow your journey and see where you're at three, four, five years from now. I'm sure that you're going to be doing extremely well. I'll put those links in the show notes, and I'm sure we'll have a chance to talk again soon. Awesome, man. Can't wait. Thanks. Listeners, I want to thank you for tuning in. I truly appreciate your time. If you're enjoying the podcast, then do me a huge favor. Click the subscribe button now and please leave me a review. It would mean a lot to me.